Hello and welcome to the RadioTimes.com Doctor Who podcast. My name's Hugh Fullerton and I am RadioTimes.com's sci-fi and fantasy editor. I'm Morgan Jeffrey, and I'm RadioTimes.com's executive editor. Uh, and we're here, as we are every week, uh, to talk about Doctor Who. Uh, sometimes that means we're talking about the latest news uh, in time and space. Sometimes it means that we're looking back at a classic episode or just having a bit of a natter about some theories we have, some ideas we have, a, a new ranking of the Doctors, you know, what's the scariest monster, all that sort of fun stuff. Um, we've been doing this podcast for a while on uh, the RadioTimes.com YouTube channel, uh, but we've decided we're going to bring it to a wider audience. So if you're listening to the first time, uh, listening to us for the first time, hello. Uh, we've already introduced ourselves. Um, and this week we're um, talking to you about some really exciting stuff because there's been a lot of Doctor Who news this week, hasn't there? There has indeed, yeah. So uh, we just had uh, New York Comic Con, the virtual New York Comic Con, and there were a wide range of Doctor Who announcements uh, across that. We got a first look uh, clip and teaser and release date and some plot teasers for Daleks, which is the upcoming uh, animated spin-off. Uh, there were also announcements about a couple of new Doctor Who video games, uh, including The Edge of Reality, which is a sort of quasi-sequel to the previous VR adventure, The Edge of Time. Uh, and that's coming to consoles, I believe, early next year. And it's been at least a week since David Tennant has returned as the 10th Doctor. So he will <laughs> be doing so again. Um, but, you know, always happy to see him um, alongside Jodie Whittaker's 13th Doctor. So very exciting stuff. Yeah. So there's, there was loads of Doctor Who stuff coming out. There's also a, a Weeping Angels a mobile game called Lonely Assassins, mm -hmm. which I believe has Ingrid Oliver in. But... The big news that we're here to talk about is uh, they've finally released some details for the upcoming festive special, Revolution of the Daleks. So we've known um, about this special for a long time. They announced it back in March. They filmed it um, a very long time ago, back in, I think, uh, October, November 2019, so pre-lockdown. And um, yeah, we kind of knew that it was coming, but we didn't really know anything about it. And we thought, you know, fingers crossed, maybe they'll say a line about it or two at this New York Comic Con. And actually, they, they revealed a lot more than I expected. Um, you know, there were photos and they gave us a little plot synopsis. Um, so I don't know, should, should I just read the synopsis? I think that could be, I think that could be useful. Let's go through it. Okay, uh, so they gave us two images and then the uh, synopsis said, the upcoming festive special will see the return of one of the Doctor's biggest and most feared enemies, the Daleks. I mean, physically they're not that big, but we'll, we'll let that go. Uh, <laughs> the Doctor is locked away in a high security alien prison, isolated, alone, with no hope of, hope of escape. A very 2020 mood, in other words. Uh, far away on Earth, her best friends, Yaz, Ryan and Graham, have to pick up their lives without her. But it's not easy. Old habits die hard, especially when they discover a disturbing plan forming. A plan which involves a Dalek. And how can you fight a Dalek without the Doctor? Roll credits. Uh, Revolution of the Daleks will air during the upcoming festive period on BBC One. So it's actually quite interesting because we kind of knew that the Doctor was in prison um, because that happens at the end of The Timeless Children and we kind of knew there were going to be some Daleks involved, a bit of Dalek fighting. I kind of assumed, I don't know about you, that the Doctor would be out of prison pretty quickly. Yeah, well, you know, I'm still sort of assuming that will be the case. Like, let, let's face it, this isn't going to be Shawshank Redemption in space. I think the Doctor will, um, you know, once the episode begins, will break out of prison uh, pretty quickly because that's what we want to see. Um, but it, what's going to be interesting is to what extent they explore kind of the backstory to this episode. You know, prior to this episode beginning, how long has the Doctor been um, in this high security alien prison between the end of the Timeless Children and when Revolution of the Daleks begins? Definitely. I mean, the, 
to talk about a little bit about the uh, the main preview image they released from the episode, which um, hopefully you can see somewhere around this podcast. If not, it's online or it's on radiotimes.com. Uh, it shows Jodie Whittaker's doctor in a kind of prison jumpsuit. She's looking a bit, I, don't, I keep saying she looks unwashed, but she does. You know, that's fine. We've all been there in lockdown. Um, and she's sort of scratching uh, marks on uh, the wall. So I, I actually did a bit of a deep dive on this on radiotimes.com, as is my want. Um, and I think it's quite interesting, this question of how long she's been there, because... Uh, in the New York Comic Con panel, uh, Jodie was asked, you know, what does a whole life sentence mean? Which is what the Jadoon said at the end of the last episode, was going, what the Doctor was going for. She said, uh, we may discover that, or maybe we won't. Um, and she also says, the clues in the photograph that I may have been there a while. So it's kind of interesting because in the photograph, as I said, there's all these scratches on the wall, which is kind of mm. traditionally... Uh, you know, I'm in prison, this is how many days I've been here. There's a really great joke in uh, Top Secret where um, he scratches out tw 20 marks when he goes, thank God you're here, I've been in here for 20 minutes. <laughs> um, so part of me wonders that. But it's kind of interesting because this is really, really specific. The marks are in groups of eight with two mm. crossed lines through them, which to me is so, like 10, right? Or does, or does that signify eight and then just a cross or is that nine and the final mark is a is an x or is that 10 is it it could be eight to ten yeah because normally you do four lines and a cross for five yeah you? you sort of say yeah that so i so i wonder if it's just doubling that and then you know if in that same way i don't know why you do it in 10 unless you were there for maybe you started with five and you're like god i've been here such a long time i'm just gonna start <laughs> I'm going to commit to what's well, very pessimistic kind of uh, rating after the first. Or she's days. counting in rels, and that's how the Daleks do it. I didn't even know? think of that. I didn't even think of uh, whether there's some sort of time lord counting system. But in the picture, there's a lot of scratches, and it kind of made me wonder because, you know, we could kind of assume these are days, right? In which case, I counted, and um, visible, there's around 40 scratches. You can presume there'd be a good few more behind Jodie Whisker in the picture. I just didn't count any that I couldn't see. And obviously it's a, she's in a room that's larger than that. We saw the cell and, you know, so there could be exponentially more. So say she's mm. been in there days, that could be, she's been there for a couple of months, three months maybe, which is pretty long time. That would kind of see how she is. Could be months. You know, she could have been there a really long time and each one of these things could be months. But then that seems like an odd thing to do in, tw in 10. Do you think they do them in, she'd do them in 12s or just, you know, or it could be years because this is the thing with the doctor, right? We've seen the doctor age centuries um, without a visible sign of aging. For example, mm. Matt Smith's doctor um, goes from 900 to around uh, 1,100 without a visible change in his age. Um, he does age when he gets older than that again. When he hits 2,000, he's looking a lot older, but that's possibly because it's his last incarnation at the time. We do get quite deep on this podcast if you're, <laughs> if you're <laughs> if just you're new. In. Yeah, um, so it's possible that the doctor's been there a really, really long time. And then, you know, obviously her companions are at home on their own. They can't live for centuries, but time travel. So the doctor, from her perspective, could be in prison for a really, really long time mm. and then get to them again a comparatively short time after they last saw her. I don't know. I mean, it could be it just it was a few days. <laughs> so um, it certainly seems that the vibe seems to be that she's been there a while, right? I mean, just from the yeah. picture and everything. No, I think you're right. And I, I think, as you as you indicated earlier, it, it's... It, it, totally a coincidence because this was shot um long before lockdown it was shot towards the end of last year um and it's you know maybe not the cheeriest plot for the festive season but the doctor being locked away um away from her friends away from her her fam um is actually very timely um but also i think it'll be interesting just to see how time in jail has affected the doctor you know presuming it is it is quite an extended period she's been 
behind bars. And I do hope it's something that isn't um, just kind of, you know, it's not a throwaway moment if she has been there for many, many years from her perspective. Because I think Jodie's doctor in particular, who's this real bundle of energy, it'd be really interesting to explore what being locked up um, for that long has has kind of done to her because you know the, you know the doctor always has this wanderlust and is you know the eternal traveler but i think with jody's doctor in particular it'd be really interesting to explore yeah you, know, you want the kind of the action adventure elements as well but it would be interesting to see um what confinement has done to the doctor definitely i mean again like you say it's, it's sort of bizarrely timely in a way that wasn't mm. intended uh, unless they've chosen to emphasize it uh, after you know in in the cut that they eventually made um i do think it's interesting because to be devil's advocate, there's a, there is sometimes a criticism of the show that it makes Jodie's Doctor a little too passive mm. um, and that she kind of just reacts to things and, you know, kind of doesn't, you know, always take charge in the way that we see other Doctors do. And I was thinking, it's kind of funny to see the Doctor actually go to prison because the Doctor's constantly, especially in the classic series, being, you know, locked up in cells and then yeah. trying to work out how to escape and then they escape. And then in the new series, they invented the psychic paper to kind of circumnavigate the doctor getting arrested scenes so it's funny that the doctor gets captured and then just is in jail for a while. yeah no because and i think i think russell t davies said um something along the lines of you know someone was asking about the use of the sonic screwdriver and he said you know there's there's certain things you want to get in the doctor's way like uh you know these these incredible villains and, and huge life-threatening incidents that's what you want to get in the doctor's way you don't want a locked door to get in his way yeah, um, yeah, his at the time. Yeah, that's really dull. So the 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 thing about the sonic screwdriver is the doctor can kind of go anywhere and do anything and escape from cells, um, and it's you know so that he can get to the more interesting parts of the story. However, I do think there is an interesting story to be told. Yeah. Um, in in the doctor actually for once couldn't get away and is is um having to do some porridge, space porridge, space porridge. Um. I do think it's funny because you see the Doctor transported to this cell in her full outfit, so presumably she might have the sonic screwdriver with her. And my initial thought was like, how are they going to explain that? And I was like, I'll just say it's deadlock sealed. And then I just thought, why doesn't everybody deadlock seal everything? It seems pretty yeah. universal. Well, having, having, come, having used the sonic screwdriver as a way of then escaping from you know, all cells, unlocking all doors, I think Russell T Davies then realised that actually he, occasionally he needed the Doctor to be trapped in a cell or not be able to get through a... Through a through a door so sometimes there's a deadlock seal sometimes it's like oh it doesn't work on wood it's like one of those things that you invent a rule and then immediately subvert the rule as soon as that rule becomes a pain yeah definitely um i would say you know talking about how long she's going to be locked up the synopsis there does seem to suggest that it's possible that she'll be out five minutes into the episode right maybe it'll open with a daring escape sequence we don't know but it sort of seems like based on the companion storyline in this episode, there's going to be a significant portion where she's away. A little bit like, I thought it reminded me of the Christmas invasion, where, um, yeah. where David Tennant's out for the camp because he's just regenerated, and it's up to Rose, basically, uh, to try and bluff her way through saving the universe. And the idea we have of the companions kind of trying to solve this mystery and take on a Dalek on their own, you know, is, is pretty interesting. I mean, obviously, it's been established that Torchwood isn't around anymore, um, uh, beyond what's going on in Big Finish, I think, um, and uh, units isn't around because of budget cuts, which even has you know caused a bit of a furore uh, in the last Dalek episode. Um, and during the New York Comic Con panel, um, Mandip Gill and Bradley Walsh talked a little bit about um, where we sort of find the characters. And you know, Mandip Gill said, as characters, we don't know what's going on. We're back in Sheffield trying to get on with our own lives. Yaz is struggling a bit. We do then come across a plot to do with a Dalek and we go, okay, she's taught us a lot of things, but how are we going to fight a Dalek without the Doctor? And then Bradley Walsh says, how do we as a three save mankind? Talk about being thrown in at the deep end. 
Um, <laughs> but I, I, again, like talking about um, you know, thing, you know, allegations that have been sort of leveled at um, you know, recent Doctor Who, I think one of the things as well that's been said is that um, sometimes it hasn't always, I think more so in series 11, I think series 12 did a better job of it, but sometimes the show hasn't always juggled having those three companions all that well and they don't all, all get you know um a decent showing in every single episode which is you know it's tough to juggle four lead characters especially when one of your lead characters is the doctor um but actually this might be a really nice way you know separating them from the doctor might be a really nice way to uh, to center um that trio of companions and have them as you say be a bit more proactive and take the lead definitely i mean i think it worked quite well in spyfall when they separated uh, yeah. the doctor and the companions and you know to an extent in uh the Times Children as well. Like, I think that it's one of those things where it's suddenly that there being so many of them works because they have each other. Whereas before, when you separate the Doctor and the Companion, you need two whole sets of cast, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. With this, you kind of need new cast for the Doctor to interact with. The, the TARDIS team, as we call them, uh, do have each other. I do think it's interesting as well. So the other preview picture we have for this episode is of uh, Yaz, Graham and Tosin, uh, Tosin Brian. <laughs> um, he, he so inhabits the role. Um, he disappears into the role. Yeah, um, basically they're <laughs> kind of looking a bit worried sitting at a table, which is not the most dynamic uh, side yeah, by picture. but this picture is not as dull as you may think, listeners. Yeah, dun, dun, dun. So yeah, um, we've seen a few people online point out that um, there's a load of documents on the table. And obviously in true Doctor Who fan fashion, they've hit the old zoom button and gone and a look at the documents. And the most interesting thing is, um, it's upside down, but I had a quick look at it. Um, there's a note saying, uh, MDZ or MDZ for our American listeners uh, must research um, and I don't know if anyone remembers but in the previous episode we saw a Dalek in recent years uh, Resolution which was a New Year's episode back in 2019 um, the company that had uh, sort of brought up and assembled various Dalek pieces was called MDZ uh, so it seems like maybe they're slept something I mean I did think that was an interesting sort of drop plot thread in that there was a company sort of collecting these incredibly deadly weapons and basically their only mm. role in the episode before is it's where the dalek mutant you know goes to pick up a few bits <laughs> in his shop yeah. um yeah. and then you kind of don't really see any of the you see like one employee i think and that's kind of it. it's basically just a warehouse so it's interesting to wonder whether this plot that they mentioned is maybe this company um you know getting back into the sort of dalek game and i did wonder <laughs> I did wonder, right, this is maybe a big extrapolation. So we've sort of seen unofficial photos and clips of what might happen in this episode. So we've seen a version of the recon Dalek from Resolution, which is a bit more, a bit nicer and shinier, which we've talked about on a previous version of the podcast. And we've seen the kind of more common these days, gold Daleks kind of having some sort of altercation. And I wondered whether there was, some, there was a possibility that maybe somebody on earth tries to build a Dalek and then the real Daleks kind of come to protect their copyright. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, because, yeah, no. because the recon Dalek we've seen, the sort of new one in these sort of unofficial set photos, looks a lot more like the one that was around in Resolution, whereas the other ones mm. look like we've seen them. So maybe that's because it's based on the thing they had, and maybe it's not a real Dalek, or maybe it is just a Dalek, and, you know, I'm talking nonsense. But, no, but I did wonder... It's it's an interesting theory about you know for for the a little while there you had the um the cybers men the cyber cybermen yes. who were um cybermen created on an alternate earth so maybe we're getting almost the dalek take on that you're getting mm. um you know earth made daleks going kind up of against. reverse engineered yeah uh, kind of reverse engineered daleks and then that could be the kind of the the sort of thing we'd seen was a load of gold daleks destroying that one dalek so maybe that's the twist where you think it's just going to be this one little dalek 
and mm. then a load of gold ones to send and then that's oh actually yeah we need the doctor now <laughs> if, if that is the twist we've just ruined it for you but yeah but pure, we don't know this is, no this is pure speculation at this point so you we don't have that. any insight we don't know anything you don't so uh, in any sense, uh, <laughs> well, we might know some things, but yeah, we don't know anything secretive about Doctor Who that you guys don't. So this is just pure speculation. And it could be that that whole thing was a misdirect. As Jodie Whittaker said, maybe they were filming a music video. You know, who knows? Maybe, uh, maybe. It could also be I, that the MDZ thing doesn't mean anything. And it's there as a little Easter egg for us to kind of spot. I mean, Doctor Who is incredibly careful with mm. um, these things. Like, for example, uh, Sasha Dewan as the master was scrubbed out of... I think pretty much all the uh, images and uh, preview clips of scenes where his character appeared before that episode aired, I think there was the top of his head could be seen in the background of one picture. Um, and then I spoke to the BBC about that and they were like, yeah, oh, we were so annoyed about that. <laughs> <laughs> Which um, I always thought was odd because the, re the big reveal of that episode is not that Sasha Dewan is in it, it's that he's playing the master. It would have, I think it's in, almost in more ways, suspicious that he turns up having not been yeah, announced. It's, it's more suspicious, exactly. Because then you're like, wait, why didn't they announce such a one? I bet he's playing someone. I bet it's the master. Yeah. But yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, but then that makes me think, you know, this has been put here for a reason. It's, it's pretty, mm. I mean, you have to zoom in a bit in sort of Doctor Who fan fashion, but it's pretty visible. So part of me wonders whether it's a bit of a red herring. Do you know what I mean? Like, it could mm. be there as a kind of, I remember when they were filming uh, Avengers Endgame obviously very different sort of scale and everything. They put a load of fake sort of spoilers on set to try and um, throw fans off. And you know, when they're filming the end of Game of Thrones, they, you know, filmed, they didn't exactly film fake scenes, but they had like random cast members walking about trying to throw people off. Yeah. So um, you do wonder if maybe this is something similar. Like, obviously this is a company they'd look into because they were involved the last time that they saw Daleks, these three. Um, but maybe it's just that, they're just gonna look into it and you know, that'll be it. Um, so another big question about this episode has to be, there have been rumours um, of a certain character returning, uh, a Mr. Captain Jack Harkness, a Mr. Captain, um, played by John <laughs> Barrowman. Um, obviously, he returned in the last series, um, about halfway through, for a very, very quick cameo. Didn't meet the Doctor, though, which to me definitely felt like they were teeing up for this is Jack and the Doctor meeting in another episode. And then there were all these, um, there was this behind-the-scenes video released, which seemed to show him, you know, basically hanging out on set with the cast in a way that suggested he could be in this episode. Again, that hasn't been confirmed. It could have been that was shot during the time that he was doing his cameo, or, you know, maybe he was just around, you know, John Barrowman, he loves Doctor Who. Um, but, you know, we've talked about the Doctor being in prison. We've talked about how she's going to get out. And you do kind of wonder, you know, last time we saw him, Jack was had stolen the ship, was running away. You know, could this be how they kind of meet up? Is Jack going to be her celly, you know? He'll be in the, uh, <laughs> in the, in the cell one over. I mean, it, my one sort of slight caveat with this, I'm sort of like, is there a lot to fit in this episode? They've got, already got the Doctor sort of thrown in jail somewhere. They've got, you know, the, all these Daleks turning up. Is kind of adding Jack in as well too much? Because even in Fugitive of the Jadoon, he's there a little bit and it's mm. a big moment and it feels like quite a lot. And I'm just sort of like, would he, would he even fit? I mean, what, I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, no, I think, it's, I think you're right. And I, I think that, there is a lot um, to get through <laughs> in this episode. And I think that's why the Doctor won't be spending all that long locked up because you've got at some point to get the Doctor back to Earth. You've got to at some point presumably explore this idea of a Dalek civil war, which the, um, the unofficial set seem to be teeing up. You've got to get Captain Jack in there as well. 
um, th there's hopefully going to be, you know, some some subplots as well for the companions. Like you mentioned, you know, Amanda Gill said that Yaz is 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 struggling, and I think she's spoken a bit as well about how this episode and I presume you know the series thirteen episodes to come will um, delve a little bit more into uh, Yaz's struggles with her mental health, which is something that was highlighted in the last series in uh, in Can You Hear Me? So it's good to hear that that thread um, won't be dropped, and you know. It is the kind of experience that might kind of hit you hard and set you back being separated from the doctor and being yeah, sort of totally. stranded on earth. She thinks her journeys are at an end. So there's, there's a lot to get through in this episode, which again implies to me that I think the doctor may well um, be set free in you know, quite quick uh, succession. And, and I wouldn't be surprised at all. I think you're probably on the money there that Jack will, will play a part in that. It certainly seems like it'd be a great dynamic way for him to return, busting the doctor out of space prison. That'd be great. Um, I've also just remembered something else that is rumoured to be happening in this episode. We're talking about a lot of rumours, so sorry to anyone who loves the hard facts, uh, but we love the rumours. Um, there have been whispers for a while that we might be seeing some cast apart in this episode. Uh, so mm. first off, people were saying that um, Tosin Cole, uh, who plays Ryan, might be leaving, partly because he booked a big role in a US TV show. Uh, although, you know, now maybe he did find time to film that after all, I don't know. Um, and also that Bradley Walsh, who plays Graham, could be on the way out as well. There's a little caveat to this, which is that during the New York Comic Con panel, Bradley Walsh said, the next series is unbelievable, you're all going to love it. Which sort of suggests that he's still around, or still involved, or has read some scripts. Yeah, there's a, I mean, there's a few options there, isn't there? One is, you know, the, the, the sort of the easiest one is that he's just lying. <laughs> like he you know he's, he's he, like he doesn't want to give away that he's not involved in series 13 so he's just sort of saying oh yeah it's going to be great but he could have just you know kept quiet there and and, and let Jody feel that question or, or Mandip who's apparently also sticking around feel that question um but then the other sort of, again another rumor but the other rumor isn't it is that um although uh Graham and Ryan may be stepping away from the TARDIS crew as sort of full-time members they may um, recur throughout mm. the, the next series, which would make sense then if Bradley Walsh had read some series 13 um, scripts. And if, if it's not a complete you know, overhaul and Yaz is staying on, she obviously has quite close personal relationships with um, Graham and Ryan. So it might seem slightly odd, if, you know, particularly if their ending is that they end up just back in Sheffield. It would seem slightly odd that she wouldn't ever pop in to see them or that they would now be um, totally cut out of her life. So I think you know, potentially we could see going forward Tosin Cole and, and Bradley Walsh's su supporting cast members as opposed to um, leads who are in the show every week. Definitely. A little like, um, you know, when Freema Adjuman left and still sort of popped up for a few episodes. And, yeah. Or yeah. John Barron. I I yeah. I, no, I, I just really want to see Bradley Walsh going, um, Doctor, it's Graham. I'm bringing you back to Earth. That's no, what say I want. Doc. Doc, oh, it's Doc. Graham. <laughs> yeah. Doc, it's Graham. I'm bringing you back to Earth. Yeah, gonna make it happen. Also, something else Bradley Walsh said, which he may it may just be you know a turn of phrase, but he said it's going to be a series of Titanic proportions, which may like may just be a turn of phrase, may just be you know it's a series, it's, it's an enormous it's on a ship, <laughs> or no? But was it you know was it a little clue? I mean, obviously they already did um, was it Voyage of the Damned with the kind mm. of Titanic in space, but I wonder if he was slipping us a little a little clue, but possibly not. Maybe that's just wild speculation. I do feel sorry for these uh, poor actors who were just there, sort of chatting away merrily, um, like, and they were there, like, like, like looking at Hansard, you know, pulling apart their every single statement, like lawyers trying to trying to work out exactly what it could all mean. They have, like, these actors have been on Doctor Who for a little while now, like a couple of years. They should know by now that every single syllable they utter as part of these public appearances is going to be picked apart by by fans and by the likes of us. Yeah. 
Um, you know, so yeah, I mean, it's one of the reasons, like you say, that, that I was wondering about whether these rumours are true is because we have had this same TARDIS team on Doctor Who for a while now. It's been mm. two series with the same sort of status quo, which isn't, you know, out of the question, but we do tend to get a bit more of a, in the modern series, a bit more of a turnover of mm. um, Doctor's or companions. So yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there is a bit of, you know, I, we again, we don't know this, but if if it does feel like it wouldn't be a bad time, not that we want anyone to leave particularly, but for you know just to have a bit of a mix up of the Doctor Who status quo. Yeah, I think there's sort of pros and cons to having companions stay on long term um, mm. with Doctor Who, and you know the, the pros are obvious in that you get to kind of develop the characters a little more and they get to grow and and. But I think um, again, I think it was Stephen Moffat who sort of said that yeah, pretty much every series he did, there would either be a new Doctor or a new companion because then you've got something to sell the series on, particularly as Doctor Who, you know, it's no, it's no longer kind of flashy and new. It's, I don't want to say that Doctor Who is, you know, becoming part of the furniture, but it's, it's, it's certainly not, um, you know, it's, it's not new, as new and flashy as it once was. It's not news anymore that Doctor Who is back. So you do need to find a way to, to sell it, if you like, with each new series. And you go, look, it's a big deal. So you need kind of something that's new, whether that be a new Doctor or, or, a, or a new companion, someone that you can put out to the press and go, look, uh, something new and flashy about this so yeah it, again it may be you know particularly if they brought in a new companion um alongside the doctor and yaz it may well be like a good time to give doctor who like another promotional boost that it sort of arguably hasn't had since um since jody took over and since the beginning of the, the chris chibnall era definitely i mean definitely that first series had such a boost because it was the first female doctor and this whole new tardis team and it was all new whole new team you know very exciting and series two they i think the kind of thing they leaned into for series two was now we're bringing some of the monsters back you know the cybermen are going to be in this one there's some other stuff and obviously yeah. with hindsight we can see the whole year was kind of now we're making things bigger we're bringing back the master there's cybermen you know there's this other doctor with hindsight we can see what they were kind of doing with that but yeah i do think it gets harder to kind of sell it if nothing changes you're not like mm. oh here's the new thing to check out well here's the new angle it's like no doctor who's just still on <laughs> you know yeah, exactly. I think it's more you never, you, yeah you never never want it to be doctor who's still on you want it to be doctor who's back and there's something new and exciting about it so and yeah you know, a cast refresh is a quick and easy way well maybe not easy but it's you know it's a, a quite simple way of, of achieving that definitely so maybe we will see that at christmas who knows all we know is we'll see the doctor in a very uh, natty jumpsuit uh, there'll be some people sitting around a table looking glum. There may be some Daleks, dot, dot, dot. Um, and that's about it. And it, we don't know when it's on. Um, one of the interesting things they, that came out of that was, uh, that panel was they said it will be shown over the festive period, which was sort of mm. announced as if it was a new thing. We kind of knew that it was going to be, you know, the sort of time it normally is, which is either Christmas Day or New Year's Day or sometime in between. We don't know which yet. Um, I would kind of be inclined. I know some people have speculated that because of the lockdown and the lack of other TV being made, Doctor Who could shift back to Christmas Day, um, where it was for a number of years. Um, I, I'm inclined to think that they'll probably stay on New Year's Day if that's what they intended, just because they probably wouldn't have made it Christmassy. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I would agree as well. I think there was a, certain, you know, a short period where it looked like nothing was going to get filmed um, before Christmas. And I was like, well, if Doctor Who's the only thing in the can, maybe they will put it on Christmas Day just because you've got to put something on Christmas Day on BBC One. But um, actually, you know what? Now they filmed the Call the Midwife special. They're fine. I'm they're, like, they're like, no, I'm, no like, I'm like, yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking. BBC One have kind of got Christmas Day sewn up so Doctor Who can stay on, on, on New Year's Day. That's, that's how I agree with you. I think it'll stay January the 1st. Yeah. And, you know, I think that's kind of, you know, it gives us something to look forward to in 2021. Get it off to a better start, maybe? Hopefully, yeah. <laughs> start as you mean to go on. 
yeah, yeah. fingers crossed. And you know, and they are going to be hopefully um, rolling cameras on Series 13 before the end of the year as well. So when Doctor Who you know kicks off 2021, we'll know that hopefully as well there there is um, there are new episodes being filmed at that time as well. And it does seem likely that we'll have had some Doctor Who every year in terms of we had one special in 2019, we had a full series at the beginning of 2020, one special beginning of 2021. And even if we don't get more episodes then until 2022, technically we've had Doctor yeah. Who within a year of itself pretty much every time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They always just about managed to sort of inch their way in. Yeah. Um, I should say as well, you know, I think, you know, as much as we put fun and stuff, I think I'm pretty excited to see uh, this episode. It's nice to kind of know that this was put together pre-lockdown and you know I'm kind of it's weird I'm sort of hoping that there's it's a bit momentous because it feels like it might be a while before we get the main series back I'm kind of like I hope this isn't just a sort of one-off fun I kind of hope it feeds into the wider mythos a bit do you know what I mean I kind of want it to be a bit weighty well well yeah and like there's that issue you say that we don't know after this when Doctor Who will return. It may, it's you know, probably let's face it, going to be a, a longer gap than usual. So you kind of want it to to be something a bit special. But also, for, for obvious reasons, 2020 has felt very long, <laughs> um, and and so it feels like a long, long time since we since we had Doctor Who, right? Like I, I, I people say, oh yeah, series 12 aired earlier this year. It aired in 2020. It's like did it because that feels like so long ago that the last series of Doctor Who had so much obviously has happened since so it's been a long time coming this special even though it was always going to air um you know round about when it when it's going to air um and there may well be a long gap after it so it's yeah I hope I hope it is something um a bit special fingers I mean it's got it's got a lot of exciting ingredients in there you've got the Doctor you say locked away there's you could potentially explore the psychological ramifications of that you can explore what's happened to the companions and kind of center them as the leads and you've got captain jack and you've got you know two different types of daleks there's i think you know it's got all the ingredients there to be something a bit special so uh, yeah fingers crossed yeah um yeah i think it should be it should be fun and you know i think all the speculation leading up to it's going to be just as fun which isn't even our first uh, episode of the podcast speculating about what's going to happen in the festival <laughs> special we did one right at the end of um series 12 as well so we'll probably do more between now and christmas at slash new year as well um you can read some of that stuff on radiotimes.com um as i said we did a piece about how long has the doctor been in the Jadoon prison uh, which you can read we've got some breakdowns of some of the new photos and some of the uh quotes from the cast uh, and loads of other doctor who stuff we have quite a lot uh we you know have loads of doctor who news um and features uh you know old and new and obviously, yeah, if you want to check out back editions of this podcast, uh, they're all on radiotimes.com's YouTube channel. Um, and we might put some of them up on other platforms as well. Once we can work out how. <laughs> it's all a bit experimental, this for us. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for listening. Until next time, I've been Hugh Fullerton. I've been Morgan Jeffrey. And this has been the radiotimes.com Doctor Who podcast. Goodbye. <laughs>